Don't look back because the market is closed. Hello, everyone. This is Kip Herridge and Tyler Herridge with your VRA Investing System podcast, where we tell you in just a few minutes what happened in the markets today, and then more importantly, we tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. And uh, today, we decided to do a, a joint podcast together today because We've got to break the cycle up of Tyler always getting the bad days. We thought about midday today that was going to be the day <laughs> when the Dow Jones was down 600, but then we had a big rally. Yeah, I guess we spoke a little too soon because I would have gotten an update finally. You would have. Now, tomorrow when you record it, it's going to be down big probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start trading the market based on who's doing podcasts. If I'm doing it, let's have calls, right? Trade options based on that. The trend is pretty consistent. I mean, I it say. really is. It feels like it's about 80%. That if I'm doing the podcast, the market's up big, and just you get the down days. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, it's it's been fun though. You know, even on the bad days, there's a lot of good stuff to report on. So it's it's been I I enjoy it no matter what. That's for sure. But uh, it does feel good to have another nice couple back to back strong days though. Finally, well, it's been a while. I know this much: if you can get through a podcast after after a brutal day of down 500 down 700 or whatever we've been we've had a lot of those days in December if you can do it then you know uh you'll you'll earn your stripes as far as I'm concerned <laughs> you know it makes it makes doing the podcast on the updates a lot more fun right right yeah or you know sometimes the the, the updates can be a little slow you know there's a lot more action on the downside sometimes yeah that's what's <laughs> that called the escalator up elevator down yeah as we've yeah. seen a lot of that well folks we've got a lot of uh, important ground to cover today we're going to do it very quickly Todd I want you to cover what's happening in the market today yeah, so as I said, we had a big day in the market today. At about noon, we thought that it was going to be another down day. We were looking for a little bit of strength into the close, though, and we got it. In the last two hours, we rallied 850 points uh, for the Dow to close up 260 on the day. It was down uh, uh, about 600 points earlier in the day, up 1.14% to 23,138 the Nasdaq also rallying, not quite as big as the Dow, but did finish up on the day as well, enough to close in positive territory, up 0.38% on the day, or 25 points to close at 6,579. And the S&P 500 had a big day today. We were just talking about this. Uh, all 11 S&P 500 sectors uh, were in the red at about 2 p.m. today, so late in the afternoon, and all of them rallied to finish higher on the day. All 11 sectors finished in the green on the day. Uh, the S&P 500 itself finished up 0.86% uh, or 21 points to close at 2,488. And then lastly, the Russell 2000 just barely got back to positive territory for us, uh, closing up a small 0.15% on the day or two points to close at 1,331 uh, so all around, I mean, a, a strong rally today, exactly what we wanted to see after yesterday. Would you say, after yesterday's big move, what type of confirmation, or is this, would you say that's a confirmation right there? Yeah, this is, technically speaking, this is a confirmation of yesterday's reversal. A uh, thousand point, was a thousand eighty points on Dow Jones, best single day point gain ever. Uh, and uh, today, when we were down 620, 630, whatever, uh, I mean, that uh, that even broke uh, some Fibonacci levels, you know. So technically, it looked a little dicey, but that's usually where the big turns happen, you know. They have people that uh, the rookies, if you will, that set their stops at these levels, and then the professionals go down and take those stops out and then reverse it the other way. It happens all the time, and it happens. That's exactly what happened today. I'm telling you. Uh, so yeah, today was a confirmation day of yesterday's move, and uh, as we've been telling our clients, the Dow Jones has a target. It has a as a, a magnet on its back, and it's going to twenty four thousand three hundred uh, as a minimum target, 
that's a 50% retrace. And then uh, if it can break that, then we're looking back, you know, well over 25,000 and then it's new highs. So uh, it's really interesting how the conversation can change so quickly from being a, a perma bears to back to perma bulls, you know, and the train's leaving the station. So people are starting to get that sense after yesterday and now today with this confirmation move uh, that the worst is over. It is over. We'll look back and, and I, in my view, we'll look back and see that December was an aberration. December 2018 was an aberration. It never should have happened. Why did it happen? Are you asking me, Tyler? <laughs> well, yeah. What, what would you say the cause for that was? What do you think? Thank you for that softball. <laughs> the reason it happened was that sellers hit a vacuum. Uh, there were no buyers in the month of December, which is pretty common because the sellers aren't selling either. So we have a we have a bias, an upward bias in the market, typically the Santa Claus rally. But this year was different. Hedge funds, 150 hedge funds are closing their doors by the end of this year. And beginning in about the second week of October, they started liquidating positions, really a forced liquidation of their positions. We're talking about tens of billions of dollars in hedge funds that, are being, that were being liquidated at the worst possible time of the year when there were no buyers there to buy. So we saw this this vacuum, and we saw this, and then the algorithms kicked in, and it was just self fulfilling, a cascading effect, right? And so it's our belief, and what we position our clients is, is that December will be looked back on as an aberration. It never should have happened. It was a mistake. It was a god awful mistake. But that's a buying opportunity, and that's how we've been treating it. And again, short term, looking for this move to continue. We are light years away from having to worry about being overbought or anything like that. And, you know, when you think about, we look back again, looking back over history, on Christmas Eve, 42% of all the S&P 1500s, the 1500 biggest companies in the country, 42% of of the S&P 1500 uh, had had hit on Christmas Eve, uh, hit new 52-week lows. That had never happened before as far as that that one statistic period in history. So you see that, and you see the fear and greed index, the sentiment index hit two, right. a two, right. right? I mean, these are extreme levels that most people go a whole lifetime and don't see. So, you know, that's the scariest time to buy, but that is the time you have to buy. You have right. to just say, to hell with the fear. There's blood in the streets, like we've been talking about, and uh, and buy. And that's still the theme today. And this is... Maybe a little interesting here. Maybe that was the gift that we got from the Santa Claus rally. You know, we didn't see the rally going into it, but maybe we got the lows. Maybe that was the gift was right the gift. there. Right. Yeah. And now, now we're getting just a late Santa Claus rally. Do you think that we're going to continue to see this move upward? There's two more trading sessions left before the year end. Uh, just into the end of 2018, you think we'll get some, some more updates here? You're asking me about what I think going to happen <laughs> one and two over two days? Just a thought, just a thought. Man, that's the uh, Santa Claus rally, though. Is right, what I'm saying. It could the, be. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move higher. It continues. All right. Yeah. We'll come. We'll go into January, and people will be looking back and going, "Did, did December really happen? Was that a bad dream?" You know, because a lot of these gains. Is, it reminds me, like we've been talking about, very much of two, of 1987. You know, I've been in the business two years. Market crashed. It was a one-day phenomenon. We've gone down some in advance of that, you know, about 8% or so. And then one day, 24% intraday drop, right? But we actually finished the year, of 1987, finished the year higher. The Dow Jones actually finished the year up 2%. And then had a, from there, it was parabolic. I mean, we had a three-year run that was just straight up. And so I believe that's what we're about to see here. You know, we've had a long-term target on the Dow Jones of 40,000. 
by the end of Trump's first term. We may not quite get there, but it may be 35000 But I, I, not, I see nothing from an economic point of view that changes my views at all. And I think we just went through, again, an aberration that was a mistake and that uh, anybody that's positioned on the wrong side is going to get buried here. Yeah, great stuff for sure. And so tell me what you saw from looking at the internals on the day. They were yeah. they were negative, more negative uh, at the beginning of the day. But we were talking a lot, again, about new highs to new lows. So a little bit, of maybe a little more strength there. And they did close higher from where they were this morning. Um, yeah, no, big, big difference. Like is, is the point that you made a minute ago about, you know, uh, just with a, with a couple hours to go in the close, we had uh, only two sectors positive, and then all 11 S&P 500 sectors closed higher on the day. That doesn't happen very often, you know, because they weren't just negative. We were talking about two, three percent losses here, right. okay? And then you look at the internals today, and, you know, Again, Positive advanced declines. You got basically uh, advanced decline is what? Yeah, slightly positive, right? Just slightly, yeah. Up down volume, positive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those were bad this morning. Bad in the you got them right there, right? Just it's... an hour before the close. Uh, did I refresh? I haven't refreshed that yet. Um, but what caught my eye this morning, what we alerted our options members about today, and what we told our clients this morning was the most important turtle we're looking at is new lows, new 52 week lows. Because that has to stop. And if today, when we were down 600 points, if new lows had, were anything like they have been, which is 1,500 to 2,000 stocks hitting new lows every day, okay, there are 5,800 companies in the New York Stock Exchange. So when you have every day 1,000 to 2,000 hitting new 52-week lows, that's bad. you know, it, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that air pocket. That's the vacuum we hit, you know, and that, that explains why it happened. Now we can at least look back and go make sense of it. Oh, hedge funds were liquidating, right? We had a hostile Fed, right? All these things. We had Donald Trump that was in a Fed in a war, a trade war with the Federal Reserve. It one-sided, if it, if it still, you know. Yeah. And the Fed probably just taught him a little lesson, like stop tweeting about us, and we'll stop crashing the market on you. How's that sound, Mr. President? Right. So, but today to see new new lows, uh, New York Stock Exchange, uh, three hundred sixty-five stocks hit new lows. We can handle that. Right, and remember that's a cumulative number, so it never gets lower. It's a cumulative right. figure; it never gets lower. So that's that. That represented the worst part of the day: three hundred sixty-five stocks. That's so much better than what we'd seen. And so that was kind of our cue when the market was down. The Dow was down six hundred. That things weren't bad today. Things were improving. You know. So these are the signs you look for. Instead, that's why we follow the market internals so closely here. And my mentors taught me to – you and I have had a 1,000 conversations about market internals. Every right? day. Yeah. It's, talking what, about it all the time. <laughs> it's a big part of the VR investing system you know, because uh, it helps us with tops and bottoms. Two and a half months ago, we saw these internals getting negative, and we talked about it every day. What is going on these internals? Right? Right. And so now we're seeing, I think, what is the um, capitulation. It was a Christmas Eve capitulation, and now the internals are improving. And now we can get back to business as usual. Yeah. Well, great stuff here. I mean, you've touched on what December was to you. Is there anything else that you want to cover here before wrapping this thing up? One more thing that we've been spending a lot of time talking about here is uh, the destruction that's taking place in housing and financials. And uh, to a lesser extent, emerging markets, because they've been going on all year. Housing started going down after the, the, we had the correction in January, February, right? And just kept going down. But the bank stocks just in the last two months got right. slaughtered. Right. So for housing and bank stocks, financials, 
They're now trading, or they were trading Christmas Eve, at recession-level prices. So they were discounting a recession in the U.S. Think about that. I mean, we got GDP of 3% plus, and these stocks are discounting a recession. So if you're a deep value investor buying home builders, and we know a lot of home builders. We have one in the family, right? And business has never been better. Right? right. So we know on the coast it hasn't been good because of the salt provision in, 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 tax, in tax, tax reform, and that's on the coast. Right? That's primarily New York and California. But the rest of the country, home builders are doing very, very well. Right? Even the home building sentiment uh, is still positive. It's, still, it's not recessionary. It's still growing. So you have an opportunity here to buy housing and financials at recession-level pricing when they're not in a recession. We're not going into recession, Okay. Uh, so we think that for value investors, those are great buys, but maybe the best play for next year is emerging markets. And the theme there really is, how much did emerging markets drop last year? I mean, China, 35% or so at the worst. I mean, you think that, that, that they're going to let that happen in back-to-back years? The odds, I mean, it, it, uh, uh, just from a statistical analysis uh, uh, frame of reference, it's never happened back-to-back years. You know, It doesn't mean they're going to go up next year. But there's so much value in emerging markets and in China and some of these uh, countries that have been down over 50% in 2018. And the reason for that, Federal Reserve, nine straight rate hikes, a really strong dollar. A strong dollar puts a lot of pressure on emerging market currency. So you make sense of why the emerging market, that while they've been slaughtered, right, because of Fed policy. That's a normalization, right? But uh, we believe going into 19, if you want to make a whole lot of money, buy these deep value stocks, hold them, right? The home builders, financials, and uh, emerging markets, China. I think if you have a a portfolio that's diversified in in those groups, plus, of course, some U.S., probably the tech stocks are going to bounce back the best, you know? And Russ 2000 has been slaughtered as well. That's due for a hell of a move higher, right? Right. Uh, But this is the conversation a lot of people are starting to think about now, like, all right, the worst is probably over. It's what time do we to do buy now? the dip again. Right, what do we do now? It's time to buy the dip again. That's I mean, what it is. Yeah, that, that theme has been true for a while now, at least for the previous bull market. I guess if we just had a technical 20% drop, we're in a new, we would yes. be in a new, new bull market and see if that same yeah. bell rings true here. Right. I mean, that's the way to look at it. All we got to have is a, an up year of 20% next year and we're at all-time highs. I mean, that's, you know, again, it's just a it's perspective, you know? And... Um, I'll just, I'll just close with this. Remember, going forward, folks, if in our lifetimes we ever see a fear and greed index reading of two, sell everything and buy call options. Because that is, I mean, I don't know that in our lifetime we're ever going to see that reading again. But even today, it's at, what, seven? So, I mean, we're still in extreme panic fear in the market. So, uh, ignore that, you know, and... Uh, you know, the old saying is, you know, you can't buy low when the markets are at all-time highs. You can only buy low when everybody is bearish. Yeah. Right? Blood in the streets. That is now. Yeah. Well, great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, to receive these updates in your inbox at the end of every day, uh, subscribe at VRAinsider.com. We'll be with you here five days a week, every day at the market close. Uh, well, have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for Friday's close. Bye, everybody.